there we go. And here we are. Smokeout with Shelly and Ashley, episode number 33. Welcome, everyone. It is the interactive video show where you can subscribe on OnlyFans or Patreon. Go to ShellySJSmokeout.com. You can join us for the show, ask questions, chill with us, smoke with us, whatever. Just chill like the subscriber Neil is in the chat area. Whatever you want to do. Also, you get every show on video, every episode, and more. Sexy Shelly Galleries and stuff on Patreon and OnlyFans. Uh, I do want to real quick point out to OnlyFans subscribers, I was not able to message you tonight if you're watching this a little bit later. I apologize for that. OnlyFans has given us a lot of problems because I started posting pictures of Shelly, um, and I guess they want to make sure that I didn't steal those pictures of Shelly, even though we're on every show together, and I'm not using them in a nefarious way. So I couldn't message you tonight. It wouldn't let me post on OnlyFans or anything. We're going to get that straightened out in the next day or two. Uh, it's one of the things I've always worried about. Uh, early on, we started on Patreon as well. as kind of a backup to OnlyFans in case things went to shit on OnlyFans, which hopefully they won't, but we'll get it all figured out. So my apologies to OnlyFans people. Uh, I couldn't message you tonight. That's why you didn't get a message about joining the show, and that sucks, but we persevere through all of our uh, our videocaster, podcaster problems as we do every week. I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. How are things out west this week, Shelly? Well, I'm brown and I'm down. I'm very proud of my tan I have. I've been sporting. I've been, ever since I got that pool we talked about last week, mm -hmm. I have spent at least an hour out there every day in it, except one, or today's the second day I missed. So I feel very proud that this isn't fake tan, it's a real tan, safely, because I had a good SPF. Um, it's been crazy because last week we were here on the show and I was all excited about the next day, which was Wednesday, to start posting the video new format of Wake and Bake Morning Shows. And it was so crazy because First of all, let's take a hit before I get into it. I do want to um, apologize to Neil. I did not post. I, only, I think I missed two days now already, even though I said I was going to post every day. Old Wake and Bake audio shows on the Patreon. But this OnlyFans thing <clears throat> has been taking up a lot of my time and energy that I get to devote to the show. And uh, But I will. I'm going to work on that, Neil. I have a bunch of episodes I'm going to be posting on Patreon of old uh, Wake and Bake audio <laughs> podcasts. Um, so... It was so crazy because, yes, our last Wednesday, I woke up and I was just really, first of all, okay, so people that watched last week, Neil, he's in the chat room. So last week we were talking about that Dr. Gene Scott, that evangelist mm -hmm. guy. So I was still kind of on a natural high when I woke up on Wednesday morning about that whole joke and everything. And so when I was just like drinking my coffee and getting my day started, um, that's when I started sending you like pictures on Twitter. And so I wondered if there was a GIF on there because I'm like, oh, dude, it's over if there's GIFs of this dude on here, right? <laughs> so I type in Gene, right? And so right when I type in Gene, that's when there's this wrestler named Gene Snitsky popped up. Now, Gene Snitsky is a very interesting fellow. He's somebody like when you meet him, I'm going to go ahead and say you'll probably not meet another him in your life. You know how like you'll be like, oh, you know, um, you kind of remind me of so-and-so. No one in this universe will <laughs> you could say reminds you of Gene Snitsky. 
So what I did was I put a laughing emoji and Gene follows me. And so I don't really like keep in touch with him, but we follow each other. And I always had a really cool friendship with him, you know, I'm not deep, but just like work friends. And so he used to date one of my friends back in the day, and she used to be so open about their going on. <laughs> <laughs> and when I lived in Kentucky, she would just talk about it, and we would all just laugh and all this. And so I was going to tag her in it, say, I hope this makes you laugh. But then I realized, I was like, ooh, she has this boyfriend. In my opinion, I feel he's the jealous type. He might get jealous over this. I don't want to start any problems with anyone. So the way I looked at it was I tagged Jean Snitsky and I thought if she sees it, she'll laugh and like, she'll probably write me or something. Right. So I post it. I kind of move on with my day. And then I made another post where I was like something to the effect of like, Hey, does anyone else ever wonder if they're depressed, truly tired, or if they're just being lazy? And so that's how I was feeling and I didn't understand. So then I went out to the pool and it was so crazy because I was in that pool and I was just like not understanding why I was just so down. Like I didn't understand. Like I was thinking about our show the night before. I was thinking about all these great things that are in my life. I was like, what is my problem? Like, I just don't understand. So then I come back inside, I do my thing, whatever. And then I'm having dinner. And then I see in my, in this Facebook OBW group, and that's the school I went to in Kentucky. That's when they said that my friend Melissa Coates passed away. Now what's crazy is going back to Jean Snitsky, she was the girlfriend that I was afraid to tag. So it tripped me out that it all started just because I was goofing on what we were doing, you know, and then Snitsky pops up. And so like, it was all just a joke. And it just like, I was like, dude, this is so weird because. And so I've been really in a weird place ever since then, because there's like no information online on how she passed and she did get her leg amputated last year because she had um, some like blood clots and stuff in her leg, so they had to remove it. And she was she was doing a GoFundMe that was like to help her pay for her prosthetic leg because she wanted to get back into wrestling. So it seems like the general vibe online is everyone keeps linking her passing to this leg thing, and I'm like, but that happened last year. Like this is different. And the reason why it drives me nuts to know is many reasons. One, she's my friend. I hope it's nothing ugly because she deserved better than that. And then number two, like, I'm the type of person that when I find out people that are in my era are passing away and it's a medical thing, I really would like to know because maybe there's something I should check out that I don't even think about. So there's that as well, you know? And so I kept trying to tell myself, like, don't obsess over this, that you can't like, cause I was like, just looking constantly like a psycho. Cause I just wanted answers. And I felt like I couldn't even cry until like, I got that answer so I can like move forward, you know? And I just couldn't find anything. 
and then like this happened when my friend Ashley passed away like I was just looking for answers it put me in a really dark place and what I learned from that experience was the Lord always shows me the answers when the time is right and I'm not obsessing over it and so like I knew I had to let this thing go with coats because I knew the information would come to me when the time was right. I had asked enough people privately offline that would know that information. So I felt like, okay, if they hear anything, they're going to tell me. So like, then it morphed into like letting it go in that sense, which took a toll on me to like filter through all that and know that that was what's bothering me. But then it was like, It bothered me. Like, well, this is just my opinion, and maybe I'm just coming from a hurt heart. But it bothered me that, like, I felt there were certain people, like a group of people, that when other people have passed before that have been within that group, they're very, like, let's honor them. Let's do this and that. And I wasn't really seeing that from Melissa, and it pissed me off. I was like, what because she wasn't famous enough like and that's what i felt i could be a bitch and like i said i'm just hurt right now because my friend is gone but i'm just like oh just because she wasn't like super famous in wrestling like she doesn't matter or what and i kind of said a little something to that group online and what made me feel better why is it saying oh my things charged are plugged in but um I'm glad I said something because then people started to like interact about it. And then I was able to like, let that go. So like all of that in like a week, (laughs) it's been weird. And I'm just like in a weird place. Definitely. Um, Neil said he remembers Gene and WWE not easily forgotten. And I was very sad about Melissa. He said he's sorry about Melissa Shelley. Thank you. So, definitely, uh, I saw some wrestlers I follow. I forget who they were, but I saw quite a few post about her after I saw that your what your post about her. Um, I didn't really know her, I know of her, but as I said before, that area of, era of wrestling was my was after my wheelhouse. I was very attitude era, and I took a very long break until. Recently, as I've said, this show has actually got me back into various promotions and stuff like that and watching wrestling again. But, um, yeah, it's sad, especially in the wrestling industry. It seems to happen a lot. People going, quote, unquote, before their time or earlier, or, you know, way too soon or whatever. There's just a, such a long list at this point. It's very, uh, it's sad. There's definitely another way to put it. It is. And, like, for me, being a person that's, like, I guess on that side, you would say, like, it freaks me out. Like when they're saying blood clots, I'm freaked out because something I've like dealt with for many years now is I get these pains in my boobs and I'm always wondering if it's like my implant because they are old now, you know, it's been, they've been old for a while. And so I'm like, oh my God, can something like develop in my boobs and then I can die? Like, I don't know. And I'm scared. And so it's like, I'm dealing with, my friend is an F in here. And that Fs me up. And then now it's like that fear has transferred of I'm going to die. It's only a matter of time. 
what can I do to not? And this thing with my boobs, like, it really freaks me out because I knew that when I first got them, one day that you have to, like, update them or whatever. I was young, whatever. And right before I got the operation, I freaked out and I almost pulled out my IVs and backed out because I was scared. And that's when they just went, <laughs> and then, like, that was that. So as my boobs got older, I was just like, what am I going to do here? Then when like, uh, Joan Rivers passed away, it really put the thought in my head, like what happens if I'm like an old ass lady, like old, old ass lady, like eighties. Right. And then let's say my boobs last that long. And then let's say one of them pops. So I'm going to be an 80 year old woman going for surgery for that. Like that's to me risky all because of the boob. And I told myself that by the time I'm 50, if they're still good, then that's my year of to get them taken out. And that scares me. What makes me know that I have to do that is knowing that as I get older in life and I can't take care of myself as much as I, you know, you can now, at least I won't have foreign objects in my body. And my boobs were big to begin with anyway. So I, they'll be smaller, but they're still going to be big. So when I think about it like that, then I have regret and I'm like, damn, I should have just got the freaking lift. But that's originally what I was going to do. I was going to get the lift, but then they said they're going to go from a D to a C. So that's why I was like, well, let's just do the implant. We'll go double D. And so this thing with Melissa, it's been like the whole natural feelings you have when a friend passes, but because they keep, there's like this mystery of why she passed and how people keep linking it to this leg thing. It just makes me really aware of my body. And then it makes me think about what I know we were laughing about it when we have the stoner brothers on here, but when they chop me, like what happens if that did do something? And then over time, and that's why like it took a while for my, like the other night, Oh my God, stoner Jesus. Like, I felt like I got no sleep because all night my boobs were just doing the pain thing that happens to them. And I was so freaked out. I kept thinking about Melissa. I kept thinking about my mortality. And at one point I almost started crying in the middle of the night because I was so exhausted and I just didn't know what to do to relieve myself because what happens is I'll lay on my stomach and then I'll have a pillow. So like, I'm not totally pressing them down. And then they'll start to kind of like go to the side. And then when they start to move to the side, that's when the pain happens. So then I'll flip over. But then when I'm on my back, they both start to naturally, like any boobs would go this way. And so then when that happens, I, I get the pain there. And so for months now, I've been like wearing a bra to bed, which is not comfortable. And it's just something that before Melissa was already on my mind, my friend, April Hunter, she had to get her boob fixed because her dog was in um, like a doggy wheelchair and it like jumped on her and it popped her boob. So wow. like, 
it's crazy. And I'm just, thank God that I've never done anything through my wrestling career. The times that I let people chop the SH out of me or, you know, I'm being tossed around or smacking the freaking concrete or whatever. Like I'm very grateful, but I'm really freaked out. I'm not going to lie. And then I picture myself like going and getting my boobs out. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, like I'm going to go under, like this freaks me out. And it just gives me anxiety. So I've literally like yesterday was a really bad day because I had, I thought it was a good idea to revisit conversations I had with Melissa. And we had some pretty deep conversations that some of them took us both to a dark place. And that's why our friendship was special, that we could talk to each other about these different things and trust each other with it. And yesterday I got so effing sick and I was like, I felt like I was crawling out of my skin. And that's when I knew I just needed to go to the dispensary because I had an indigo that I was smoking and it wasn't my forbidden fruit, but it was pretty good. But for some reason, it just like, wasn't helping me so I was like I just need like a sativa so I went to the dispensary and I grabbed that forbidden fruit because I knew that's my bomb um but I got the sativa and when I got home and I just started smoking it I found I don't know if you can relate to this but I found I was able to start talking about what was bothering me more easily instead of just being like all internalizing it and as I was talking about it and releasing all of it I felt better. And then I remember by the end of the night, I was like, oh my God, I knew I needed that sativa because I should have just got that way earlier in the day. But because I was depressed, I was like, I'll just go get it there. I got to get in the car and all this stuff to do. And it's like, shut the F up, Shelly. This is your mental and now physical health because your physical health is being affected. But I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely noticed with anxiety, especially. I'm really, really anxious if I smoke enough and it's the right strain and just all that tightness I feel around me through my body and everything just releases and I am able to talk about things and, you know, it's not just something I feel like I need to, to hold in, like I can't get it out and um, definitely helps. The moral of the story, of course, as it is just about every episode, smoke more weed. I mean, I don't know what to tell you people out there other than that advice. That's, that's my one piece of advice. That I have. And you know, uh, I know we come on here, we have fun, and we talk about silly things, and we goof off, and I shake my boobs. <laughs> my precious, precious boobs! And, um, but at the end of the day, like, that's what's up. Like, this damn plant is just, like, so amazing, and... I don't know. I just, I hope that if somebody out there is like thinking about doing it or maybe they're against it or whatever, I just hope like this story can help them realize that not everybody just uses it in a negative way. There's people that like myself, like you, that like our health is is better mentally, physically, when we incorporate this in our everyday life, yeah, we can make it fun and yeah, we do stuff online. So we, we put stuff out there, whatever, but it's like, you know, it's not like I'm just like, oh, I just want to be high. It's, 
it's just like, yeah, dude, let's get, let's get into it because I'm having a hard time right now. So let's do it. You know? Yep. There's many people every single day in this country alone that spend every day and get through every day in a better way because of weed. I don't want to tell you. I was reading an article not too long ago um, about like how trying to bring awareness to how like how it helps children even, you know, when they make the oils and stuff for kids that have like seizures and things like that. I remember a really long time ago, I saw some kind of documentary type dealy and um, it was showing a mom that like lived in a place where it's very illegal. And this was even years ago before it was legal here. And um, she would have to meet the drug dealer in the parking lot, this like mom for her kids yeah. to get this CBD oil or not CBD, a THC oil. So the kid didn't have the seizures. And it's like, there's people out there like that and people don't realize that. And I don't know. I just really hope that, I don't know. I just really hope that people can start opening their eyes a little bit more that are closed minded about all this because it just has so helpful. Damn it. <laughs> we definitely come a long way in the last 10 years or so when it comes to the legalization and stuff like that, but there's still so much to do and so far to go. I live in a state where medical is not even legal. So there's still a long road. That's for sure. Uh, Neil, in the chat area, asking me if I watched the WWF in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, I did. I remember Saturday night main event, late 80s. My first big storyline I remember was Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth and the love triangle and all that. So that was my my first time mainly into wrestling. That took a few years off. And in the mid-90s, I got back into it, especially the Monday Night Wars and the attitude error and all that. Uh, I loved it. I would, I remember we would, uh, me and my stepdad would either watch Nitro or Raw, and then we had a VCR. We would record the other one and then watch it afterwards. So we just sit there and watch four hours of wrestling every Monday night. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Definitely different now. That's for sure. There's a, I saw a meme the other day about the attitude era about, um, there were, in one show, you could get vampires, um, a dude who wanted head, uh, a porn star, which is Val Venus. And what was the fourth one? There was a fourth one. Yeah, crazy stuff that wouldn't fly on TV now, especially in the uh, the PG WWE. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, that was such a special time, that Attitude Era. Like... I just remember, like, for me, like, how you have this fond memory with your stepdad. That's how I felt with my buddies. Like, you know, we would just have these pay-per-view parties. we get pizza. You know, we'd have a good time. And we'd get real into it, yelling at the TV, you know, wearing our shirts. Like, it, it just, like, that's why, like, when I talk about my stuff, I always say, like, I don't want to take away from fans who want to be fans. Like, I want them to because I remember the memories it brought for me being a fan, you know, going to the shows with your buddies and you just think it's awesome and you're screaming. And, like, I remember um, when I first started. No, 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 I'm sorry. 
they tried me out on the road with Beth Phoenix and Damian Sandow because we were a unit in OVW. And I remember I was like walking through like this area and you can hear the fans, like this row of fans that were above us in Serena. And <laughs> whatever town it was, I should remember like every match was on fire. Like everyone was just having a good time. It was a house show. So like, that's usually where people goof off, not goof off, like not taking it serious, but just like having fun in the ring. Like you will see these top guys, like have a personality about them. You don't see on TV because get to be more free. So it was so fun. I just remember my soul being on fire and whoever was in the ring, I just remember hearing this guy yelling in the stands, yes, yes, I mean, chills right now. And then I heard him go, this is effing awesome. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I've been that girl. I've been that girl in that stand saying that. But what's even cooler is like, I've been that girl when I did the Indies part two and I would watch the other matches that were going on at the shows I was at. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Going back to like with Hood Slam, we were talking to the Stoner Brothers a couple shows mm. ago. It's like, oh, that's like, that's what wrestling did for me in that attitude era is what really just got me, man. Like having these people, like, like you said, this meme said whatever. It's just so true. It's like, it, it'll, I feel it'll never be that way again. It just can't yeah. because as a society, we will never be that way again. So it's like, it's dead, that part of life. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, but it's true. <laughs> um, Neil said he also used to record uh, Nitro on VHS while watching Raw. And uh, he attended his first WWF house show in Birmingham, England in April of 93. It's way, way back, Neil. Um, for those of you wondering about an update, switch gears a little bit on the Instagram follower battle, things going poorly. Uh, we had gotten in within like 80 something, the show Instagram, as opposed to the uh, Shelly's foot club Instagram. But now things have taken off for Shelly's foot club a little bit. Uh, now about 150 is the gap. It's probably even more now. I haven't checked today. So, um, for those of you hoping for the show Instagram to pull out a victory, it looks less likely. If you bet money on it, well, that was that was a bad idea. <laughs> Sorry for luck. I did what I could. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's because <laughs> I've been pu pushing that page because I want more people to join my foot club. And I want more people to join my foot club because that kind of content creating is super easy for me to do because if I don't feel like being on camera and just showing my feet, that's all I got to show. So I'm trying to be like these gals out there who have been making a living just doing that for all this time. Here's yeah. my little here's my little speed bumps, I guess you would say. On all aka or aka, excuse me, repeat all of my Instagrams, it says no DMs. If you want to direct get in touch with me, this is what you do. So once in a blue moon, I'll kind of skim through just in case somebody I personally know is trying to get in touch with me. It's very rare because people don't do that to me that often. <laughs> so 
I'm not going to filter through all these people who clearly don't care that I said no DMs. And then it's so interesting because this happens with my website too. When people sign up on shellymartinez.net for my secret society, I have it redirect them to a page that has a video of me. So already my visual, boom, there I am in lingerie. So I've got your attention. And I explain how my site is still getting worked out with the payment situation. If you can't log in the first time, don't sign up again. Just wait for me because I have to manually do it. I'm not able to do it right that second. Don't do it. That never happens. So what I've been doing when these people like, and I feel bad because like the hundred dollar tier, right? Sometimes people will keep trying and trying. And then all of a sudden there's like four or $500 in my account. And so I have to like go and send it back to them. And so I started getting kind of annoyed, no offense. And I'd be like writing them like, Hey, did you not get redirected to a page? Yeah. <laughs> did you see a video? Yeah. Did you realize that in the video it says, don't do that? Oh, it must have just went right over my head. So the same thing. Nice well saying uh, that they finished before that they got to that part. <laughs> Goodness. So then DMs on the foot club page on Instagram. I stay on there. And then people are just like in my comments. D first of all, DM me for promotion. Look, the reason why I am pushing my feet on here is because I need money. I don't have money to give to you to go promote my page. Like, you know, so in fact, it got me thinking um, because people kept doing that. Like maybe I could have a fan that goes on forums. Like you've mentioned before, people are successful a lot of times because they go on forums and message boards and stuff for that. So I put out a tweet. I was like, hey, does anyone do this? And this guy, I actually know he's been in my foot club before, um, was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, can you put the word out for me? You know, blah, blah, blah. So I keep getting those people wanting me to pay. And then people are like, oh, I want to spoil you. I want to be your sugar daddy. Check your DMs. No, bitch. You <laughs> go look at my page. It says, don't DM me. And if you really want to give me your money, then follow the directions. And I just can't stand when I'm super clear, super clear about what to do. And people just, it annoys me. It's like, you're spending your money to me. Even if I spent $5, I'm going to make sure I know what that $5 is getting me before I'm getting myself into it. Because I have been a person to just be like, Oh, okay. That sounds good. And not pay attention. And so it bites you in the butt. So it just annoys me. And because then these, you know why, you know why? And some of my friends would be like, you shouldn't let it bother you. Who cares? That's their fault. If they don't ask for a refund, keep the money. But I feel bad. And that's yeah. the thing because I do value just $5. I go out of my way for these members or potential potential foot club people because I feel bad because they're spending their money, but nine times out of 10, they don't follow directions. They end up disrespecting me somehow or trying to take advantage of me. So it's like this sick relationship I have with these like subs. And I'm just like, I can't. And I found myself like, just like, no, like don't feel bad. And oh, well, like this one guy wrote me today. He's like, oh, you do this video, blah, blah, blah. 
um, topless and I'm like no I don't know why you would think I do topless I haven't done topless in over 10 years I don't know why you think that no well will you do pasties I'll pay you a thousand dollars I shoot in pasties usually I keep that for my higher end people but I was like if you didn't pay me a thousand dollars hell yeah I'll shoot in pasties no problem so then he sends me before he said the pasting, he already sent me the payment for the lingerie shoe. So when he said the pasty thing, he's like, I'm going to work right now. I'll send it to you later. I already knew. No, he's not no. going. And so his next message to me was something to the effect of, I think I'll just stick with what I paid for the lingerie because even though you're my favorite, you know, that is a lot of money for not topless. So if you change your mind, let no. me know. And I'm just like, I said no. <laughs> like, no. That's what happens when you're a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, some updates. Uh, the I am working on the the other bigger surprise guest for Shelly. We kind of tally agreed on July 1st this week, but they have something to do this week. So I'm still waiting for them to get back to me on maybe a later date. Uh, next week also should be um, Home Alone, the Home Alone screening. Hopefully that works well technically and otherwise. That'll be fun. And um, quick update for those you watched, I guess it was last week. I told a parking lot story about some weird dude in a... Mustang. Well, believe it or not, there's a sequel to that story. I was in the same parking lot maybe three or four days after the show and I'm looking off in the distance, maybe eight or nine rows down, I see the same Mustang, the same dude, hanging his arm out the window. This time he didn't have a cigarette in it and he's just hanging his arm out the window, going up and down every row. I tried to get it on video, but I can only see him like, through the gaps of other cars and the video wasn't good and I had to zoom way in. And I thought briefly for a second about, hey, Maybe I should follow this guy and get some video. But I thought that's a bit that's a bit much. That makes me kind of crazy instead of just him being crazy. But apparently it's a regular thing he does. Why I I still don't know for what purpose. Maybe one day I'll find out. If I see him again like that, I was gonna pull up to him and say, dude, what you gotta tell me what the hell you're doing? What is all this? But until I, then. Okay, the first time you just observed, the second time you were tempted to record it, but you didn't want to be the creep. I say, if you see him a third time doing this, you should not feel bad about recording him at all. Like, hey, that's three times now. And if he gets mad, just be like, hey, you're very interesting. This is the third time now I've seen you. Just wanted to show people proof that I wasn't crazy and that this is happening. That's all. They don't have your There's license. No way. There's <laughs> no way he's only doing it when I see it. He's got to be doing it a lot for me to see it just twice in like a little over a week. It's uh, crazy stuff, crazy people, that's for sure. Was Did you it the all know? That, uh, you saw him the first time? Do what? Was it the same time you saw him the first time? Roughly, yeah. It was like late afternoon. I guess it's his uh, his uh, trolling time. It's cruising. Cruising for the honeys. <laughs> I guess so. Um, as you all know, regular listeners and watchers of the show, uh, when Shelly wants to talk about something, she'll send me various messages, uh, usually over Twitter. And some of them are very short, 
uh, one that was very short was just two words. Show me the other day. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Elaborate a little bit more on that, Kelly. Real quick, I'm just going to prepare you for this. My tab is plugged in. It, sh it mm -hmm. says it's plugged in, but it keeps saying that like it's dying. So if I go away, I have my phone right here. It'll just, I'll be back. Okay. I'll be back. But I, I don't know why it's doing that. But anyways, <sighs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet's back. All right. So, <laughs> yesterday, um, when was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, Saturday. So there's this place that I've always wanted to go to brunch. And one of the reasons is because they're bottomless mimosas. They have like different flavored ones, like different cocktail, champagne cocktails. So I always wanted to try it out. It's always super packed and they're only open till three. So I walked on down there and it was like a 45 minute wait or whatever. So we're like, well, hey, let's go get a drink somewhere else while we wait. So we went to this other place and they had the same kind of thing. Like they had different cocktails and you could mix it up or whatever and try them. And I was like, look, we're here. There's a breakfast burrito on there. All I care about the champagne. Let's do it. So that's when I felt like with that whole thing with Melissa, I felt like even though I was super depressed when it was going on, it was like, a weird thing like I was having a lot of fun but at the same time there was like this sad cloud over me it was really weird it was like my body was fighting depression with having being present and having a good time so it was real hot so I've been drinking out there the champagne and in this place they let you stay there for two hours not 90 minutes BS they let you stay there for two hours so man I was cooking in that sun so when I came home um, at the place I was at, they were playing a lot of 90s music. So I put on the 90s channel here. And then I realized that, like, oh, my gosh, I can plug in my computer and put that. You ever see that site, Pluto TV? Or yeah. So I watch Three's Company on there all the time now. And I realized that there's music channels that have music videos. And I love when you go to, like, bars and there's music playing, but you can see the music videos. So we put on the 90s. And the Backstreet Boys come on. And that's when I was just like, oh, God. And the reason why is I won't say who, but I used to be involved with a Backstreet Boy. And it's a really funny story. Um, when I was in TNA, we used to go to this. Um, it's kind of like a little bit better than Applebee's. It was, I forget what it was called, but we'd always go there, a group of us, to eat after. And so I was hanging out with this wrestler, Chris Daniels, and we were playing pool. And in came the Backstreet Boy. Now, this Backstreet Boy is a Backstreet Boy. I always said, like, if I ever got a chance. And so I was like, oh, oh my God. And so I was really drunk on the wine, on the Bible juice. And um, I had said something about one of his tattoos he had. And then that's when I showed him my tattoo that I have on my back. It's a Day of the Dead, and it says Pumpkin because that's what Danielle's name in my family is. Like, there's some family members that don't call her Danielle. They call her Pumpkin. And when they yell at her, they're like, Pumpkin! Like, they don't, they call her Pumpkin. So I was showing him that, and he was a real 
douche. I'm real douchey about it. (laughs) By now, Stoner Jesus, you know me. So I was like, oh, it's so good. Chris Daniels grabs me. Shirley, let's go. I was like, whatever. Just because he's a Backstreet Boy, he thinks <laughs> kind of like Shawn Michaels. Um, so I was like, you just he's a Backstreet Boy. He thinks he can be a douchebag, whatever. I said, you were my favorite ba- uh, Backstreet Boy. You were my favorite. I whatever. And Chris Daniels is just take escorting me out. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna bump into this guy again. And it's going to be a different situation. And I'm going to make him just regret he was a douche to me. So long story short, that day came and we were performing at TNA on like days we typically wouldn't because like WWE was in town or something like that. And so like it was a conflict of interest with like their schedule or something. So we happened to, I was in Florida when I normally wouldn't be. And after the show, we went to that place and who, who walks in? <laughs> the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> and by this point, all my friends know that I'm always watching for him, right? Because I'm like, whatever. I know he comes here often, like whatever. But they hear me bitch about how rude he was to me for like all the time. So they're like, oh my God, Shelly, so-and-so just walked in. I said, oh. <laughs> and so he sat at the bar. I said, I'll be right back because the place was really empty because it was during the day. And I walked over to the bartender, ordered a drink, threw the vibe out all on the bar, with my butt out with my little dress. And can I just get some champagne? And like, he was looking at me and then he said a comment to me. And I was like, oh, what was that? And he was like, oh. So he's like thinking, oh, she's biting. And I walk over to him like, da da da. And then he said, whatever, and I said, you know, it's really interesting. The last time I saw you here, you were a complete douchebag to me. You have yourself a good afternoon. And I walk away and he's like, wait, wait, wait. And so we talk, he explained to me, he was in this dark place. He was going through this whole thing. And that night he came out, he's in a bad mood. He apologized, he bought my drink. And so I said, okay, if you're truly sorry, you have to go apologize to my friends now because they've heard me bitch about how rude you've been to me. Like, for like months and he's like, all right. So I take him over the table. I was like, hey you guys, this is so-and-so. And he wants to say he's sorry for being a douchebag to me and you guys had to hear about it. And they were just like, Shelly, what are you doing? And he apologized and then um, fast forward, the night goes on. A bunch of us are in the hotel room playing spin the bottle. I invited him and I remember we're in the elevator and he was like, oh, so what's going on? I was like, oh, we're playing spin the bottle. And he was like, oh, I go, so we need to catch up. And I totally started making out with him. And so we start hanging out here in California because he lived in California. And it was really interesting because he didn't smoke, but he was very for it, like the legalization and like normalizing it. And so he took me to this really cool party and there was a lot of like suits there. Like, I don't know who they were, but I just remember like sitting out. It was when the House of Blues was still here in um, Hollywood and that's where the party was at. And it was all private. It was like celebrities and things like that. And I just remember I was sitting with all these like suits 
these businessmen and then there was me and we're just smoking it up and like all these celebrities are over here and like i don't know it was just such a cool thing and like i think because i had that moment i gave that guy too much credit because i was like oh he gave me this opportunity to like experience this and having this cool conversation about like cannabis and what's up and like da 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 with these like politicians and these executives it was like freaking cool and um long story short he was the douche that I met originally. My gut was right. I felt so stupid because I fell for it. I fell for it. Here, I was like, F you, whatever, you think just because. And then he threw me a couple bones, like those groupies, how I can relate to them. And so, <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> um, Danielle and I were on Hollywood Boulevard and we were shopping. And I was like, holy crap, they're so-and-so. I didn't say it loud. I said it to Danielle. And then he looks at me. He goes, oh, and he takes off running. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is he running? Why is he running? And, oh, I forgot. The reason why I was finally done with him. He invited me to, the. it was a big deal that the Backstreet Boys were going to be performing here in L.A. They're performing at the um, Palladium. And so... My cousin who totally hates me, I invited her to come because, you know, I want her to like me. So I'm like, let's go to Backstreet Boys. And she thought it was so cool. So like here I'm trying to woo my cousin so that she actually likes me and stops hating me and took Danielle as well. <clears throat> so I'm texting with him. I'm like, hey, I'm here. And I like some of the people that I met at that party were there, like some of those cool people I hung out with. I was like, awesome. And I was all excited because like how it was that night. And then... He's just being really weird and short with me. And I'm like, what is going on? And like, I can't go backstage. And I'm just like, we've been hanging out. Like, you invited me here. What's up? And then they had a little intro video of them coming from backstage to the stage, you know? And who's right behind him? His freaking longtime on and off again girlfriend. And I'm just like, here we go. Then why even invite me? Why? Why even invite me? I don't understand. And then finally get back to me later that night. Or no, it was like during the whole thing. They had like a break. It was before they came back out for um, their, um, what is it called? When they come back out and sing again. Encore. Oh, yeah. So he writes me back. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just not feeling very well after the show. I'm just going to go home. And I'm like, your girlfriend is with you. And so that's when I was like, this guy is exactly who I thought he was. Like, ew, I'm such an idiot. And so <laughs> when I saw him run from me, I'm like, <laughs> why is he scared of me? <laughs> so I was really drunk when I wrote that to you. And I just, that anger with myself came back because I was like, damn it, Shelly. Like, imagine how much more it would have made an impact if, like, you didn't hook up with him. How about that? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Neil, since he knows which one it is. Oh, <laughs> I bet he does. I'll be honest, I don't think I can name any Backstreet Boys. I guess the one in the middle here, I guess, is that Nick? Yeah, that's Nick. 
Okay. Other than that, I have no idea. I can I can name more NSYNC and or uh, New Kids on the Block, which Neil also mentions, uh, knowing that you love New Kids on the Block. Oh my goodness, New Kids on the Block was a big part of my childhood. <clears throat> the only one I follow though now is Danny Wood. He's the muscle one and uh, New Kids on the Block. Oh my God, look at that picture. Look at that douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> This guy right here, this guy in the bottom right, he looks like more of a douchebag. <laughs> Why did they think that was a good photo? They're press people. I don't get it. This one looks like the guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> A big movie back then. Oh my god! That, and that was like probably <laughs> the photo that was like in Teen Beat or something. That one with the Dumb and Dumber and just <laughs> I don't even know all the other the other look. Um, Neil says he'll name his guest if you want. Hey, go ahead, Neil. You're just in the chat room. Nobody can see it but us. Yeah, let me see. Let's see what your guess is. <laughs> I bet you he gets it. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I couldn't even, besides the Nick dude, I couldn't even name any other Backstreet Boys. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, where you Neil? I wish we had a prize for you. I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, as Shelly predicted, her, uh, her tablet or whatever was dying, and she might leave us, and she did. <laughs> Abruptly. <laughs> see, now I gotta look that look up the name that Neil said so I can see who which one that is. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, wait for Shelly to come back. Until she'll be right back, she'll uh, she'll hang with us some more <laughs> on her phone because her tablet is going um, kaput. Is that a word people still use? Kaput. That shit is kaput. <coughs> she had other stuff she wanted to talk about. Um, I have to save her for another episode, more likely. Shelly is returned to us. There you That's go. funny. I knew Neil would know. I went and looked up his pictures. I had no idea who he was. It's not the one I was thinking of. If I were oh. to get the wrong uh, button. Oh, there you go. I pushed the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> um, Neil said, great episode. Oh, it no, no, I can't hear you. Well, that sucks. Hold on a second. Let me refresh this. Oh, there was. <laughs> hey, sometimes the technical issues come late in the show. Later in the show. Bam. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, I meant to put the volume up, but 
I pushed the wrong button and it messed it up. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, <laughs> dance, dance, dance. <laughs> um, Neil said, great episode. Indeed, it has been a great episode. Of course, carried by Shelly's stories because Shelly has great stories. I'd rely on Weird Parking Lot, dude, for the second week in a row. That's how my, my stories go. You know. <laughs> I'm trying to be very careful with how I say this. <laughs> Should I just not care and say it? Who cares? It's the worst can happen. Do you think I made wax mad? <laughs> I have no idea. Well. <laughs> He's a hard dude to read. Very. That's for sure. Very. <laughs> I don't think he, uh, we tagged him a bunch on Twitter and stuff. I don't think he liked to retweet any of it. I, I don't not think he once. From that, you know. <laughs> That's why I'm like. <laughs> I even threw a thing out there in case he thought I was being a bitch by not following him. I was like, friendly reminder, I don't follow anyone that I have hooked up with. Like, just so he knew. But it's fine. It was still a real good episode. And again, I got a lot of answers that I needed. So that's great. I think we definitely got to the bottom of the sushi thing. <laughs> if you watch that episode back, you you know what's going on. You know <laughs> he knew a lot of details about the thing that he that didn't happen that he don't remember. That he was not at. <laughs> but he knew every detail. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was good to see him. It was nice to see him. Like, no, whatever. But I'm like, dude, did I, are you mad? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wax is a cool dude. He has his, you know, he has his things like all of us. I guess. His, his quirks. <laughs> yeah, dude. I hope he's doing well with his uh, cigarette sobriety. Yeah. That's got to be a bitch. Let's see if you can hear my back crap. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that felt good. It's somehow more satisfying if someone else hears it. It like vouches that it was a good one. <laughs> um, Neil wants to know if you remember Pump Up the Jam. Pump Up the Jam. Pump it up. Leave you keep that one? I guess. By Technotronic. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the rest of the one. It's so funny because I used to think a guy sang that song, and it wasn't until a few years ago. I was like, oh, it's Chick. You never know. That's the 90s for you. <laughs> Seems so long ago. It does, doesn't it? No, yeah, I was when I was watching those 90s videos, I was just like, mm -hmm. oh, because it was good because they would show, like, like, Temple the Dog, but then they would show Britney Spears. Nope, your your uh, your your audio is gone, Shelly. Oh, now it's back. Somebody's trying to call me. Um, Britney Spears, uh, freaking Jessica Simpson. Oh my gosh! And then like they would have like TLC. That was a good. Uh, Free Britney. Pluto, man, that's a good site. I, I can't believe I didn't know about it until someone was like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, you can watch Three's Company on there." Interesting thing about Pluto is uh, that they may still have it or not. I haven't watched it in a while. 
they have a THC channel, which I think it should be called something else. But most of the episodes on there were getting Doug with high with our friend Doug Benson. Uh, I've written them a couple times on Twitter saying, hey, you know, I do a show. If y'all want some programming, I don't even charge you anything, but never get back to me. You should reinvestigate that. That's right. It's enough. You don't need 24 hours a day of Doug Benson programming. You can put some other stuff on. <laughs> I want to challenge him. I want to challenge him to a THC duel. Uh, maybe he'll accept, but I doubt it. Doug Benson wouldn't do anything that would benefit me in any way, shape, or form. And that is fine. That's fine. That's fine. The official show nemesis. <laughs> Doug. Oh, shit. I to like him. Like, I thought it'd be a good idea to try to, like get his attention like i was like hey like i wanted to get to know him to see if like maybe we should go out on a date i feel stupid for ever thinking that like ew no no he's always i mean just in like the public eye he's always seemed like an asshole he says that asshole quality you know what it is i hate that i do this and i've done this ever since i was a little girl like when somebody inspires me and truly like makes me kind of connect with however they inspire me. Um, I kind of let the lines get blurred and I just see the greatness because I associate going back to again earlier, I was saying like I associated like maybe like with Doug Benson. I love that he did Doug loves movies. I love that he did. Uh, he interacted with his fans the way he did online. Uh, I thought it was cute. He did the side boob Sunday thing because it just like he would show many different boobs, you know, more petite boobs and gi to giant boobs. So I felt like that's cool to like these girls feel sexy. That is they're making them feel sexy, you know, and that's nice. So, you know, it's like, you know, and then when he did that super high me, I thought it was cool that somebody that is from like Hollywood and has done some things was like talking about that stuff or whatever. Like, and then he's a comedian. So like, it's all these things that like inspired me. And so that's why I gave him too much credit. And you're right. Like <laughs> the way he presents himself to others and on interviews or whatever, that's who I saw. <laughs> <laughs> They say they never meet your heroes. So there you go. I say meet them. So when you're nice and disappointed, you realize they weren't that big of a deal anyways. That's right. That's what we think about you, Doug. Doug! Why don't you super hide these? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So next week, Home Alone. Let's see hopefully that goes well because what I'm gonna have to do is play it like off of YouTube, basically, or somewhere else. I had the video itself, <clears throat> but if I play it in StreamYard, we can't comment. It like automatically mutes the mics when you play a video that way. So fingers crossed, it'll work well. Still working on the big guest. Hoping that'll come to uh come to something in July. Big surprise guest. 
It's going to be awesome. We had OnlyFans figured out. So not harsh and our mellow. Uh, Neil say hopes we do Ferris Bueller's Day Off in the future. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Is that right? Yep. It was like 19. I was like seven, I think. Somewhere in there. Six or seven. <clears throat> there you Ferris go. Bueller's a bad friend. Yes. Asshole. Little bitch. I stand for <laughs> his sister. Genie. That's right. Possibilities are endless. With movies and challenges and just all kinds of stuff we can do. We should watch, like, once we figure out how we can do it without it being, like, drama, um, <clears throat> we should watch, like, really bad movies. <laughs> like, real bad. Like, how does this exist? Okay. <laughs> like, I just watched this movie um that was very campy in that sense it wasn't like so terrible but it was pretty bad but good on um, my friend's Fingoli show last weekend <clears throat> and it's so funny because i got so invested in this movie and the shots like it's like this didn't happen but it's equivalent of like the microphone getting in the camera kind of thing like i was so invested in the storyline the bad acting the terrible terrible acting <laughs> and I was so invested. And then at the end, this, like, it all centered around this mummy that came back to life. So, like, the mummy disappears. And then it says to be continued. And then I was like, what? And then that's the end of the movie. And then Spinguli came on to say, there is no to be continued. They never made a second one. So I'm just like, <laughs> I invested myself <laughs> in this movie. And now I can't even know what happened. It reminds me again, I've talked about it on here before, Impastor. Like, I have to know what happened to Buddy, but I never will know. It sucks. That would be one of those things, like in 10 or 15 years, they make a movie to wrap things up. <clears throat> But it won't be the same. Just like I feel, in my opinion, like a show I love is Arrested Development. But when there was like that big jump for when they weren't working together, they weren't filming, and they did like season five, it's like, ugh. it's just the magic's not there. And it, you could say, well, they're older. No, it's because they're out of practice. They were so seasoned and like playing off of each other and being on, on and whatever. So, when you have this huge break, you're going to be totally rusty and it's going to take some time to like find that groove again. And so it happens in wrestling too. You know, that's why I can see it when it happens. Like when people will see these shows come back and they're like, I liked it, but it was kind of like, oh, and it's always, oh, they're old. No, they haven't been performing together. You know, it's an ensemble. So I feel if Impastor or if somebody were to go and make, remake this movie, because I think it was from like the 80s. Um, it won't be the same. <sighs> uh, Neil said he likes cult movies like you do. <clears throat> like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, man. I love that movie. I love that movie. Do you like that movie? I, I think it's been a very long time since I've seen it. That's what it is with a lot of movies. It's been so long. Since I've seen the movie, even Home Alone, even though I've seen Home Alone 10 or 15 times, it's been more than 20 years since I've seen it. Isn't that crazy? It's like 
you've seen it so many times, but then like you decided at one point you were just kind of like good. And it's like, it's so funny how there's things in life like that with us, like TV shows or I can't tell you how many TV shows I fell off on it. It's not because it sucked. Like, oh, it sucked. So I fell off. It was just like, you know, time to move on. And like, I was real hardcore about it for seasons and seasons. It's just like, mm. it's hard. Try to keep somebody's interest over many, many seasons. Hopefully we can do it. That's what we're working on. Maybe okay. that's why my secret society fails. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear a quick story? So mm -hmm. long story short, there is this talk radio show that I listen to in the mornings. Um, not so much these days because... Stoner Jesus, do not put this in a teaser. Do not. If you do, I'm not retweeting it. Their producer gets on my damn nerves. I can't stand him. He ruins the show because the show that's on there, um, they have had many shows to get. Like, they've been on different radio shows. They've had different podcasts. I've been listening to them since, like, 2008, I think. So when this producer guy his name's eric when it's the eric show i turn it off i'm just like oh my god i can't i can't, I can't. <laughs> and so i get angry so i'm like i can't watch it i can't listen to it now great so um i took a break from it and then i listened to it again and when i listened to it um there was like this weird confrontation that happened with another girl that was there that like has been on the show for a while. And I was like, Ooh, that's weird. It's making me uncomfortable. She sounds really upset. And cause they were trying to get her to drink and <clears throat> she didn't want to drink. And so, uh, I remember her voice. She was just like, they were like, well, come on, blah, blah, blah. And then she said something like, well, because it's like eight o'clock in the effing morning, I don't want to be drunk. Blah, 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 blah. And so, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on with this show. I guess I'm put music on. So I took some more time off because that traumatized me. <laughs> so I took some more time off. And then I missed them. I missed them, you know. So I tuned back in and then that girl's gone. And so, of course, I go online. I'm like, where is she? And it's like this mystery. Like all the fans of the show are like, what happened to her? Like no one said anything and blah, 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 blah. And so... I have been joking with my friends. I'm Carmen San Diego over here, and I just like have been doing a full-on investigation when I have downtime, or like if I'm uploading a video, or if I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, what happened to this girl? So you can't find anything. She hasn't posted anything for a while. I noticed that everyone on that morning show follows her except one person. So I was like, ooh, okay, there's a clue. And so um, my friends, uh, they're. Chad and Corey, they're this comedy, the Smash Brothers. I want to have them on here. Um, they are a comedy a twin duo, and they've been doing comedy forever. That's how I met them. And they saw I tweeted out because I just couldn't take it anymore. And the thing is, the radio station and the handle for that morning show follow me. So I don't want to piss them off because I want them to continue to follow me. So... <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that Eric wrote, like um, runs one of them. So <clears throat> I typed in there on Twitter. I said something like, "I guess we'll we'll probably never know the real story, but I just hope she's alive." 
<laughs> so my friends were going to be on the morning show the next day. I had no idea because I haven't been listening. So my friend, he texted me. He was like, hey, I saw your tweet. We'll find out tomorrow. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and so, of course, I tuned in and listened to them. They were hilarious on there. And um, it's funny because one of them drinks a lot. And so, like, that's part of their bits that they do in their comedy, right? So when the first things he says was because they used to do this thing with like the Malort challenge and I've never had Malort, but they make it sound like it's not a good thing, but they were like, he was ready to party, you know, 9am. And they were like, he was like, Oh, what happened to you guys? You move buildings and you can't even drink here anymore and party. All the fun's gone. And I was like, Oh, there was another clue. We can't drink anymore because they had a whole segment where they would drink or, Whenever like something came up and it was like booze news, like they said a story and then they take a shot. So my friends told me that they asked about the girl and they wouldn't say anything. And I was like, oh, the plot thickens. So today I was uploading a video and it was taking a really long time. So I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Freaking Carmen San Diego here. So I went on their show's Facebook and I saw they made an official like post saying that they parted ways with this girl. So I'm reading through the comment. I was there for a while. There's a lot of comments. <laughs> and the common rumor is that she got upset because she didn't want to drink. And that's why there's a no drinking rule now. They can't drink in the morning. And it's real interesting that she, she, felt bullied by one of the main guys on the show and he was pushing it like he was like what's wrong come on just do it just do it and so and he's the one that's not following her by the way out of everyone else with my investigation and so when i was reading all these different things i was like dude that's totally probably what happened like she got upset enough was enough and she complained what are they going to do? They're not going to get rid of their top radio show. They're going to get rid of the girl. Like that's how it's up. That's how it works. So I feel really accomplished today that I got to the bottom. I told my friends today that my comedy friends at chatting for me said, as far as I'm concerned, this case is now closed. <laughs> In less than the next few days, the, uh, the guy who doesn't follow her is arrested for a murder. <gasps> I know. Well, that's almost like, I hope she's alive. I hope like, She's okay. <laughs> That's a good note to end the show on. We hope she's alive. Cheers to that. I hope she's alive and I hope she's doing well. <laughs> and there was somebody on there that was kind of talking crap. Of course, you get these people and they're like, maybe she was making more money on her OnlyFans now. And I thought, oh my gosh, she has an OnlyFans. That's perfect for her because if she did get fired, yeah, she is making that money because. She oh, yeah. was somebody that was on the show that the guys lo loved, but the girls also did too. So it's like, she's got a good fan base off of that. So whatever happened, I feel like she'll be fine. And maybe she signed an NDA, who knows, you know, there's a lot when yeah. money's involved and all these things, because the show, the two hosts that are, that do the show, they're also on a television show called Dish Nation. That's like on Fox or whatever. So like, they're not just radio top morning people. Like they're doing other stuff too. It's very mainstream. So it was just really interesting. But again, on this taco Tuesday, I feel very accomplished that <laughs> I closed the case today. <laughs> I am Shelly San Diego.
No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Shelly. Episode 33. Another classic. I don't know what else to say. Maybe I'm biased, but uh, it's the best thing on the internet. This right here. Agreed. So, subscribe. Yes. You, and you see this. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Shelly. <laughs>